Hi, and welcome to today's SME Business Podcast. Your host, Mark, will be joining you to interview a founder of an SME business each week, highlighting lessons learned and revealing insights. Listen and learn each week on how to get and stay ahead. Hi, dear listeners. Thank you for tuning in for the next episode of the SME Business Podcast. Today, we're joined by Joe Graham. Joe Graham is a sales coach that helps sales professionals get more sales. He has been in sales for 15 years and and has been a President's Club winner as well. Joe is also a podcast host for the 150K podcast. Currently, his his podcast is already at 20 episodes. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, it's, it's nice, you know, like, um, I, I was like, you know, uh, l- looking at you as like, oh, you know, sales is like, uh, uh, let's be honest, yeah, um, it is a uh, smaller medium enterprise, uh, you know, a pot- business podcast, so it's like, you know, everybody can, can use some sales advice, um, um, especially, you know, like, you know, coming out of uh, you know, the current situation we're in, uh, probably near, you know, uh, let's say in 10 years time, people will be like, why are all these podcasts talking about, you know, this coronavirus, you know, like, you know, like they just keep going on and on and about it. <laughs> and hopefully um, we won't be talking about it. No, no, no. But, but, but you get my point, whereas, you know, yeah. like, you know, 10 years time, maybe people will be like, you know, like, why what's this? But uh, I think in a way, like uh, sales advice is timeless. Um, um, and, 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 you know, like there's so much to learn and, um, I'm still learning every day. Um, so yeah, I thought you know that, that that's that's a great shout. So um, first of all, you know, um, can you tell me a bit more about yourself and how you got into entrepreneurship? Sure, sure. So and here's the funny thing: I actually fell into sales to start with. I was working for a company that a lot of you've heard of in the media recently, Pfizer. Um, working for them while I was in college, and they shrunk pretty much did a downsizing and I was without a job. So I took a sales job and I think a lot of people have never, everyone has a bad idea what sales is and what it can be. But um, for me, it's turned into being one of the best uh, decisions I've ever done. So like like you were saying, Mark, I've been doing sales for about oh, 15 years. I've done heavy equipment sales over the phone, oil and gas sales. Uh, currently I work for a multi-billion dollar company selling um contract for dedicated fiber services and I've had a bunch of people keep coming and saying hey you know how do you do sales or how can you help me with 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 my business I'm going to start a business out but I don't know how to do the sales process and so I started getting on podcasts like yours here and just kind of you know sharing my knowledge and wisdom from the past 15 years and I finally just sat down and said you know what I have a lot of wisdom a lot of knowledge that I could just help other people um you know get better at sales or presenting you know, their offers or stuff like that, which birthed my whole 150K podcast where that whole concept behind that is really simple. I'm going to help you take your dreams to six figures and beyond. And then just doing the sales coaching is the same thing. And a lot of it, I think, comes down to reframing what sales is. Because like, like you know, Mark, a lot of people say, hey, I don't want to be sound salesy. I don't want to sound sleazy or whatever. And that's because they've probably been burned in sales or they don't understand the concept of what sales is. But if you yes. can reframe it, you know, to the point yes. of sales is just helping people solve a problem. And if you look at it from that point of view, then it's a good thing. I mean, if I help you take your business from 
and I'm just using random numbers, 100,000 to 200,000, you're going to be happy yep. with me and you're cool paying me for it. It's just, yes. it's the person delivering the value for you. You know, are they doing what they say? Or do they have your interest in heart? Not just, you know, like you see the movies trying to get a fast one on you. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and it's like, you know, like, uh, you know, like it's, it's not just like, you know, offering, trying to sell your product, but like actually trying to solve a problem uh, for a client. Um, yeah, and, that, and to be honest, you know, we can all get better. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you've been in a situation and you go like, well, uh, somebody goes like, if you only said it like this, then we could have avoided all these these five meetings. Yep. <laughs> and, and you go like, well, I never thought about it that way. Um, um, yeah, so sometimes, you know, it, you know, it's good to, a, to reflect yourself, uh, you know, and, you know, do metrics and be like an A-B testing, whatever you want to call it, and be like, okay, how do you do your messaging? And then, you know, and build from there and be like, hey, um, if, if, if I'm telling this story or I'm, 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 I'm using this format, um, this works. Or, for instance, you know, if you're talking about, for instance, using video messages, um, you know, me measuring things like, um, if I send a video message, for instance, at the beginning of the sequence, it's actually um, counterproductive compared to further in the sequence where it actually, um, you know, um, yeah, increases um, uh, reply rate, if you will. Um, so, yeah, those are all like interesting things. And um, I think, you know, like um, that, that, you know, there tends to be tendency, like, you know, you're, you're collecting tools <laughs> mm -hmm. and then you could just go like in the end, you know, like it's, it's all about human relationships. Um, um, and I think we, you know, we can all still get better. And, and yeah, and then, you know, it, what results from there is that you help clients um, solve problems and, and you help yourself and your family because, you know, um, you maybe historically go from, let's say, um, um, you know, looking at other people around you, if you go, go like, hey, you know, making 50K a year and then, you know, if, if you, you know, plan it right and, and you go into six figures, um, then, yeah, you can improve your family lifestyle and help. Not just mm -hmm. your family, but, but other people around you as well, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it's that heart-centered action there where you're able to help someone grow their business, help someone grow their coaching thing, or maybe they're just a salesperson starting out. Maybe they're not even in the entrepreneur, <laughs> entrepreneur stage yet. Maybe they're just in sales. And if I can help them, you know, supply for their family and be able to take their kids on the trips they want to do or just have peace of mind that that money's coming in you know i feel like i've done a great thing because yes, that exactly. that's the whole goal for me with this it wasn't that because i've already in a lot of ways with with my sales jobs and what i'm doing i've gotten to go on the trips i've gotten to do the fun stuff like i said i've won president's clubs i've been to hawaii i've done all the i've done all the fun things but at yes. the end of the day, the impact that you have on people's lives matter most. So yes. like if I can help a customer of mine or a client of mine close a deal, which means that that customer is taken care of and then my client's taken care of, it's great. I love it. Yes. I, I, I think I get more joy out of that than I do out of the big sale now. I've, I've been there. I've done that. Yes. Yeah, I think it's like it's one of those things, you know, having worked in large enterprises. To be fair, I haven't really worked on, you know, the sales side of things. Um, the closest I was was like uh, on sales engineering side. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's the, you know, the large enterprise deals where sometimes you, you could be like, hey, you know, a lot of money was made, or if you will, and a lot of money was paid. But um, 
might not seem that um, game-changing. Um, uh, the, the only the, the, you know the exception there is like you know, stuff that I, that I used to do for like a government sector mm-hmm. um, where the numbers were big but then the impact was also big so that that, that was cool uh, but yeah it's like a smaller size where um, let's say if you have an organization where um, I don't know they, they're currently let's say 20 employees and they, they can land a client that that's uh, from a, a different uh, size, if you will, mm-hmm. um, uh, compared to the existing clients, um, that can be a game changer because that get can get them to be like, hey, you know, this client means that now we have um, enough money coming in to basically finally hire the people to add those features that we, we wanted to add. Mm-hmm. And then by adding those features or whatever, um, you know, we can bring in new customers because then we can finally compete against you know the big boys quote unquote yeah um yeah. and that, that's that's the whole thing um and it can be as simple as well you know where for instance if it, you know a small company based in a small town if, if 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 you know the number of employers in that small town of course you know is, is relatively low um so if those 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 employers can then go from let's say from 20 to go to 30 employees in a small town, t- ten extra full-time equivalent positions uh, uh, can can go a long way, mm-hmm. um, because there can be ten people that then can, then can take care of their family as well. Um, so yeah, you know that that's how I I'd like to operate as well. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, it kind of like you know answered my question like you know why do you care if people succeed? <laughs> yep. Um, yep. But you kind of like answered that. Uh, uh, okay, slightly different subject. Um, 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 but yeah, reading, you know, um, uh, reading is something that we all should do and spend less time on my mobile phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder for myself and and then some of our listeners uh, probably as well. Um, I don't want to be uh, uh, called a therapist, but yeah, please get off our phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's like, what, what's your favorite book? Um, right now, I'm reading a bunch of different books, but um, ah, favorite, there's a couple. So I really like a book by Matt Mateo called You Need More Money. And it just breaks down like mindset shifts and then it has some tactical and practical stuff you can do. You don't have to be in sales to, to apply them. It's just a really good book there. And then I'm reading another book right now called Extreme Ownership by Jacko, which is a former uh, Navy SEAL that was in Iraq. And it's just well, some of the leadership principles that they got from there. Those are my two favorite books currently. Yes, yes. I was going to say I haven't read Jocko's book, but... Um... I'm a, like a, a David Goggins fan. I like Goggins. Goggins is great. Yes, yes. Um, uh, to be fair, uh, I'm not that hardcore. So, listeners, if you're thinking that I'm I'm doing press ups in the middle of uh, the ra- a random supermarket, no, I'm I'm not that you know. But uh, I'm I'm still trying to get on. Um, well, we're we're all doing what we can do. We're exactly. all doing what we can do. I'm not a Goggins either by any means. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I work out, I do stuff like that, but yeah, his stuff and his principles are great. But yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, and that, that that's my point. It's like it's it's like how should you say it? If you apply five percent, then then you already massively improve yourself. And I think it's almost like uh, um, what's the habits book? Um, I forgot the guy's name. Seven habits of highly effective people. No, or no, that's not the one. That the atomic habits. Yes, Atomic Habits, that's the one. Uh, you know, like where you, for instance, like take some principles, if you will, from, from David Gorgans or, or whoever, 
and then apply that to your life and like for instance you know you go like um i don't know um instead of like you know taking the car and going to your local supermarket depending on course how far it is you'll be like hey you know instead of the car you know what i'm gonna take a walk and then you know mm -hmm. take the groceries and you go like hey instead of like doing i don't know uh four thousand steps a day um doing so i'm doing now eight thousand steps a day and you yep. can be like you know like it's not going to get me uh, you know a six pack or whatever you want to call it, uh, what, what your focus is but it's, it's about like the small steps that then um yeah, establish better habits and then mm -hmm. the good part is then you know it's easy for you to establish more other habits that you may be thinking about um which is like uh you know my main tip for listeners is you know like try to focus on on, on one or two habits first before you start thinking about other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I have one... to remind myself, don't get me wrong, you know, like I, I go like, I have this whole list, like things I want to work on. And, and you know, I have a, like, uh, I use stuff on like best self, um, which is like, um, I do journals and whatever. Mm -hmm. And they also do like project pads. Um, so that every time something comes up and they'll be like, hey, this is a project I potentially want to do. I write it up and then, then I, 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 with a magnet, I whack it on my whiteboard. <laughs> but then I have to remind myself, like, I know I can't work on every project at the same time, but um, that that's where I'm, I'm going with the, with the habits, you know, you can be like, hey, I pick up one small project and then, you know, like I, I, I work on it, you know, uh, daily, even if it's like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And then guess what? At the end of the year, you're, you're, you've made so much progress that you'd be shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time over tension. It's it's doing yes. the work that you need to do. It's yes. being focused on your process to the point where you have it down, where you're not. And I liked what you said that you don't have to be so set on becoming David Goggins or having the six pack. But what if yes. you went from like 190, say you're six foot, you went from 190 to 185, yeah. and yeah. you're in better shape. It's just yes. getting better each and every day. Totally, man. Yes, 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 exactly. You know, uh, and that's what I'm doing now. For instance, like you know, I'm doing running, and you know, like a zero to five k. Um, I don't know strictly in miles. I think that's three point six or something. Yep. Um, top of my head. Um, so yeah, you know, like you just go in the beginning, you just go like, oh, I'm I'm not doing anything, as in you know, it doesn't feel effective. But then you go like, hey, you know what? If I do this that that adds up over time so it's not just a question that you'll be able to finish a 5k but you basically gave yourself a let's say launch pad to then take the next step um and that that, that you know and so that's all what it's all about mm -hmm. um and i think that's you know like uh um bridging to sales that kind of thing um, oh it totally does you know like it's it's like you know repetition makes you better so you know if you start with sales you know in the beginning you know, you you might vomit and you'd be like, hey, you know, what's this? And, you know, you might so get some people reach out and say, like, you know, what's this? What are you trying to do? Um, um, but but, but you, you just have to stick with it. Um, um, this is the funny part, you know, like I, I, I know what, you know, biggest mistake people make with sales. I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, confess there already, you know, like uh, I've been in the beginning and you just go like, hey, you know what? I, um, you start pitching. Mm hmm. And then before, you know, like uh, that, that's one of the mistakes. I've. <laughs> yeah. And then you go like, well, you actually not, you know, you don't find out where, where uh, that organization is and, and what problems they have. Um, because what, what you're selling, uh, you know, that they might not consider that, that the problem to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You uh, have but to yeah, find well, their well, product. Yes. So, so, you know, uh, 
bridging there is like, oh, what what is the biggest mistake people make with sales from your experience? Um, kind of what you said. They either go in with just their product and they try to pitch, pitch, pitch and talk about them or they think with their own pocketbook. So let me give you two examples. I actually just did a training on this on Saturday. So, and I'm in the same world as you are in some regards. So I sell dedicated fiber networks, right? So I talk with chief technology officers. So if I went into one of them and said, hey, Mark, Joe Graham, real quick. Hey, I got some good news for you. You know, we have our dedicated fiber network in your area. We offer voice over IP, Cisco, Meraki, Firewatch, yada, yada, yada. I'm just pitching products. They're not going to be happy about that. They're going to be like, I don't care, right? But if I went in and said, hey, Mark, real quick, Joe Graham's got some good news for you. I know a lot of chief technology officers are dealing with people coming back into work and cybersecurity threats and just different things with, you know, people now, you know, getting back in the network. Because here in the States, people are starting to come back to work more. Yes, yes. I shifted it from my product to the problem the person I'm talking to may be having. Or if I was talking to, like, say, a chief financial officer, say, hey, you know what? I know that people are coming back into work. Bandwidth resources are being, you know, pulled on. More costs for them being in there are going to be there. And I might just reshift it a little bit. But if you make that focus on them, they'll tell you their problems. And then you just have to ask questions. And then once they give you the answers – then all you have to do is take them down your little line and say, cool, well, hey, I can give you XYZ solution. But it's all about listening to them. Like I've said this on my podcast and actually when I've been training people, if your customer is not talking more than you, you're doing it wrong. Yes. And then the other part I was going to mention was thinking with your own pocketbook. So say say you did it right. You know, you get them to the end and you have a product or service that's like, you know, nine ninety nine for lack of a better term. But yes. you're thinking that's a lot of money to you. It's going to come across in your voice. Whereas if maybe it's going to make them two, three hundred thousand for their business, they're not going to care if they pay you a thousand for it. That's no, a good investment. Exactly. You know. Exactly. But I've seen so many salespeople do one of two things: they'll either have motor mouth and just pitch, 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 or they'll have fear of asking for the sale. And both yeah. of those, you just have to get, if you're doing it right, if you're doing it, if you're being ethical, if you're being moral, if you have the customer's best interest in heart, you're going to come across that way and you're good. And if you can't give the customer the solution you need, here's another little tip. Refer them to someone that can, because even if you didn't get that sale, the crazy thing is they'll remember it. And so when they run into someone that they know that needs your stuff, They'll exactly. recommend you because yes. you took care of them. Yes, and and that's you know, and and that's the networking part as well, um, um, where you you refer to others, and and they not only remember you, but the per, the people that you're referring to also remember you. So when they talk to their uh, prospective customers, mm-hmm. they will go like, "Hey, you know, we can't help you, but we have some but some other company." Um, uh, that that can potentially help you. Um, so yeah, you know, it's 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 it, it yeah. I was like say like it's all about relationships. Um, um, but yeah, you know, it, it's a continuous learning process. Uh, things change, mm-hmm. um, and we all know, you know, like uh, back in the day, you know, like initially it was like, oh, you know, you, you use like uh, 
um, cold calls because you know nobody called mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because you know you, your mother called or whatever and, and that's about it so nobody called so then basically you picked up the phone because you were happy to get a call and now you know you, nobody wants to do that anymore because you know, people go like well you know like I'm just getting spam calls and people are trying to sell me extended car in, uh, car warranty <laughs> which is like the running joke I guess mm-hmm. um, well and you and know then, what's you know what's funny with that I actually make hundreds of thousands of dollars still doing cold calls. Now, I call the business, not individuals, but I call them the businesses. And I think because of that, and there's a distinction is is that because everything's going online, businesses aren't getting as many calls. So if you have a business and you reach out and make a phone call, you may actually get through to the person because they're not getting as many calls now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, To be fair, uh, I've seen this statistic as well where they said, well, you know, when we do do the cold calling, um, we we do get more pickups. Um, what, what what people did mention was that over COVID, um, that um, they were getting more voicemails because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the receptionist was not in the office anymore for obvious reasons. Yep. Um, so it would end up going to a voicemail by default, <clears throat> um, because of course the, the 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 receptionist even at home doesn't have a switchboard, um, because yeah, they're not gonna kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's Put just where you have to yeah. That's just where you yeah. have to be creative with it. Yes, so like yes, yes, of course. What I've ended up doing with that when I'm making calls in and I get the reception, she goes, Hey, I don't have a say, Hey, cool, what's his cell? Or what's yeah. her cell number? And then yes. you actually have a direct access or link to it. Um yes. and then cold calling's a numbers game. I mean, yeah. it really is. You're gonna have to call hundred people to probably get ten people interested. Of the ten yes. people interested, you'll get five presentations and you should be able to close two. But most people yes. don't want to put the work in. They will call 10 yeah. people and be like, I got told no. Yeah. If that's you, sales is not for you. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying. If you don't want some rejection in your life, sales is not for you. No, and also how, you know, how I see it is that, you know, sales is also, you know, like you want to get to the no so because then you can have time left to get to the yes. Yep. Uh, with, the, with, the, with the potential, the client that is ready for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know it, it's one of those things as well. You know, it, it's not it's not about taking it personally. Um, you know, and just because somebody says no, you know, it's not about you. It's just that your product services is not relevant uh, for that potential right. client at that time. Um, um, but yeah, it's it's easy to say. You know, if you if you just sat there and had a day and you did, I don't know, uh, two hundred calls and you just only hit voicemails. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, th- th- those days happen. Well, um, they do. But but the thing with that, Mark, and that yeah. I've learned is is that if you're consistent over time, because success is boring, it's doing the right process over yes. time. So if you're making yes. the hundred calls a day or two hundred calls or whatever your number is a day yes. consistently, you're going to get to the point to where you're going to start getting enough yeses that you yep. build a pipeline enough up that you start making sales, and then you're cool with it because you've proven the process. I think we just yes. quit too soon. Yes. Yeah, and the, 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 you know, it's, uh, yeah, I know, yeah, you have to hang on. Uh, but I think that's, you know, just what we talked about habits. Mm-hmm. Um, um, then the question is, I, I, I think the answer, you know, for this one uh, would be, be yes for me, but um, is sales for everyone? I like to think so, um, because I feel like we're always selling. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're let, let's be if, if if even if we're applying for a job or whatever, um, let's be honest, we're, we're selling ourselves. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sales is relevant for everyone, but uh, what's your opinion on that? <laughs> um, yes. So sales would be for everyone in the sense that we're always selling. Like you said, interviewing, going on dates, um, even buying stuff at the grocery store, whatever. You're always selling yourself. People are selling themselves when they just first meet. Um, and then there's just different levels of it. Um, like I was talking on a podcast earlier today, and we were talking about how it's not always the person who's the most talented, but the person that's willing to put the time and the effort in to skill up and get better. Like you mentioned with the atomic habits, the people that do the right things consistently over time win and become great salespeople. And it's not that you have to be like an amazing sales talented person to begin with. You can learn and develop it. Um, it's just, are you willing to put the work in? Yeah, yeah this, it's, it's one of those things. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, almost like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like the title for the hab- for, for, for this episode, Seals and Other Good Habits or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's true, you know, like, you know, um, get the habit going and then, then you improve. Um, um, yeah. And like I said, you know, we agree, like, you know, in the end, you know, we're constantly selling ourselves, um, even though if we're, you know, we're, you know, the younger stages in life or whatever, and you go like, hey, you know, you're in high school and trying to impress um, somebody in class and be like, hey, you want to go to the dance with me? Um, in the end, uh, you're also sort of like selling yourself. <laughs> 100%. You are. Um, <laughs> Uh, to be honest, you know, high school is a long time ago for me, but, um, um, me too, uh, me too. I'm 44. <laughs> so it's been a while uh, since yeah, I've been in high school. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 42. So uh, we're not that much uh, different age wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, we were all on lockdowns, um, and, or coming out of lockdowns or going back in lockdowns and, um, thanks to COVID for that one. Um, so we're, we're not doing a lot of traveling. I know there's some people that do travel and, you know, um, and, and, know like still get on 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 private planes and whatever um there's always exceptions (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i I was wondering like what's the craziest place you've been um uh, pre-covid if you will pre-covid or i'm actually one of those crazy people so um i live in texas and it's pretty open here in the sense of um and not being political i'm just giving you the lay of land it's open here in the sense of there's no mask mandates here um you can decide to do what you want. So this year I ended up, because there wasn't as many people out and about, I ended yeah. up going to Hawaii. Um, we, I've been on like four trips. The planes have actually been pretty, uh, well, until the last one I went on, they've been pretty not um, that full. So it's been fun for me. Yes. Um, so I've been out traveling and having fun. Craziest place before COVID I went to was ooh, either Bolivia or Malaysia. Ah, okay. I've been to both. Okay, nice. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, Hawaii, I still want to go. Um, it's slightly easier, you know, FYI for some of the listeners. I'm in the UK, so Hawaii is a kind of different <laughs> Yeah, a little, bit of a little bit of a flight for you there, about yes, halfway yes, around yes, the world. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and of course, you know, like UK, we're, you know, like we're placed on a, a lot of red lists, if you will, mm-hmm. where you know, we were not allowed to even fly to countries. Um, yeah. so yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, and I, I think my, my, my personal interest is that I don't know for, from a business point of view is that how the cruise industry recovers and, and how quickly they will recover. 
Ooh, that I don't know. Because I think that the see that one's that that one's tricky. I think yes, because you have different groups that are going to want different requirements for them to recover. Um, so I'm not sure. I think honestly, I'd say three to five years before they recover. Yeah, I, I I think so too. Um, but I think you know, like I'm I'm not a like a big you know cruise aficionado, but I I think it's like. I know that people that that literally like the only holidays they do is cruises. So you, you because you know, I don't know, they just like the idea. Um, and of course, you know, uh, let's be honest, uh, um, a lot of um, sales were being done in, in cruises. So you know, let's be honest, mm-hmm. for the world economy, it would be better. But I, I wonder. I know, think that's one of the last take. ones that will. Yes, honestly. I think so too. Like yes, I yes. don't. I again though. That doesn't sound like fun to me. I'd rather fly to an island, get to go hiking and do stuff. Oh, no, no. And I know oh, me, some me people too, like cruises, yes, yes. but yes. yeah, I don't know. That That's an interesting an interesting one. I think you'll see a lot more other industries open back up and yes. like theme parks and stuff like that will start to open up first yes, and yes. concerts and all that stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And then I think, you know, like, it, like, like I think like for instance, Constance festivals or whatever, you know, if that goes well and, you know, there's confidence, then, yeah, um, you know, uh, cruises and whatever. Um, but, yeah, you, you're dealing with confined spaces and such. But, yeah, uh, that's my personal hope, um, you know, mm-hmm. like that, 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 that recovers because, of course, that was one of the worst hit industries, if you will. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, so then, you know, on that note, <laughs> what could governments around the world do better to help small businesses grow and not just, you know, uh, the big cruise operators, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the mom and pop shop, uh, I don't know, the local pizzeria, what, you know, what could governments do to, for instance, help a pizzeria go from, I don't know, two branches to three branches and, you know, um, that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. What what well, What do you think they could do better? <laughs> you can probably laugh at my answer. Remember, I am in America, so we have a little bit of different thought processes on some stuff. Um, I think get out of the way. And I'm going to refer back to the COVID thing when, like, in America, a lot of the mom and pop shops were uh, shut down, like your pizzerias or your little stores. They couldn't operate. But the Walmarts and the big box stores were able yes. to. And I think the government needs to stay out of the way and not – if it's safe enough for – 200 people to be in Walmart, then it's safe yes. enough for five people to be in the mom and pop store. You know what I yes, mean? And again, yes, I'm yes, not trying yeah. to be political. I'm just thinking from an economical standpoint. And I am more of a libertarian in my thought process where less yeah. government makes me happier. Um, yes. So I would just be like, hey, maybe having some grants or loans or stuff for some of the ones that have been hit harder and yeah. stop propping up big business that really wasn't hit as hard because they got to stay open. That would be for the current situation. Overall, though, with government, less government regulation, unless it's something important. I'm not talking about like free willy-nilly of the 1800s. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But but you know what I mean? There's like – there's a lot of things that the government – I think – I believe in the individual. I think the individual has the ability to – do so much and as long as they are allowed to do that without much hindrance i think that's the uh best thing that will help yeah yeah and like well personally like one of the things that 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 i feel as well is that i'm not not necessarily like the you know low low government i'm more like 
a less big business aligned government. Mm-hmm. So for instance, you know, like they, they you know, if, if, if let's be honest, we're all paying for government in one way or the other. Uh, one of the things could be like, you know, trade missions where they are forced by, by, by regulation slash law or whatever, that they have to bring X percentage of small businesses along on a trade mission. So, you know, like a small business can then use it to, you know, like, you know, get into, you know, instead of going like, hey, you know, we are only operating nationally, mm-hmm. um, you know, we go along with the prime minister <laughs> and all of a sudden, I don't know, uh, uh, let's say uh, we can export to Malaysia or, you know, something. Um, well, you know, a lot of times, you know, those straight missions, it's like the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's be honest, you know, uh, maybe the wrong example in this case, but like the General Electrics of the world or whatever, just the general, you know, like the, the big companies, they don't really need, quote unquote, uh, you know, the, the, the trade missions anymore. So I'm not saying that they can't go in it, but I think governments should do more to, to you know, help grow small businesses as in be forced if in a way. Um, I, I'm not a legislator, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm not a lawyer by any means. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, yeah. Governments should serve more because um, I, I I don't know what the exact percentage is, but I think it's like between 95 or 98 percent or something of enterprise is, is small and medium enterprise. Yeah, it, it's a big uh, number. And it's definitely like, a big number. And then you just go like you know like and and how little audience quote-unquote they they get with, with governments around the world is kind of shocking um, um and then you know you took for instance like you know i talk with mps here um i think uh, i'm not entirely sure if that, that the closest equivalent is i don't know if it's like it's not a state senator because basically this is by like county so mm-hmm. i don't know the U- u.s equivalent of that yeah, we have like um, county commissioners and mayors and legislators. Yeah, county commissioner, maybe that's mm-hmm. the sh- shortest version. Um, so yeah, MPs uh, sit in uh, um, in parliament. Uh, so mm-hmm. so so funny enough, my my um, uh, my MP is the foreign secretary, mm-hmm. um, which means that he doesn't really have time for us. <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's um, not good. <laughs> but 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 you, but again, you know you you. I, I know how it operates. They go like, hey, you know what? We help big businesses. So then when I finish as MP, there's a a, a big uh, non-executive directorship waiting for me mm-hmm. where somebody's going to pay me 20 grand a month for, for nine hours of work, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and it, it's in the interest as well because, and the reason why I, I always keep on coming back to this is that they should be supporting small and medium enterprise because as you you both you probably know as well is that um what's in the you know future or the nasdaq or or, or a new york um uh, whatever index you're talking about <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. um a lot of large enterprises that were in there um i don't know so let's say 10 15 years ago are no longer in there as in you know the, the 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 organization doesn't exist anymore yep and even amazon jeff bezos has said um yeah he said to the board of directors in his final letter uh, saying like hey um um i'm telling you <laughs> don't count on us existing uh, at one point 
Well, no, because everything well, changes. Everything's yes. adapting, which is yes, fine. Yes, yeah, yeah. I just don't want the government making decisions on who gets to win. That That's my biggest thing, because that's what it yes. felt like in a lot of ways. They decide, yes. well, this company gets to win and that company doesn't. And I just yes. want everyone to have an equal playing field. That That's yeah, my yeah, yeah. yeah, and I did – and, and, and my, my – I don't know. Maybe I'm too descriptive, if you will. But I'm like thinking like, you know, they should force like a percentage of, of – and not just trade missions but like assistance or whatever and like almost have like me- you know metrics that they measured on the key performance indicators like are we helping i don't know uh, a percentage of, of small and medium enterprise to to scale up um, are you talking like on trade missions and different stuff between no. countries or yeah not just trade understand. missions but in general where you know you know like i've started of obviously like hey if you donate to the party you know, like you can talk and then you can like highlight an issue. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, be like, hey, I'll talk to a minister on the other end in some other country. Hey, now you get a deal, that kind of thing. Oh, like a connection and, that way. I got you. And, and, and of course, uh, you know, a small and medium enterprise can't do that because they, they, they don't just can't just do a donation for, let's say, 100K to a political yeah. party. Yeah. Um, because, because they can't afford to do that. Yeah, I so think yeah, the whole mechanism should be different. Yeah, yeah, the business, the whole, yeah, structure should be more equal. That that you know they as a small and medium enterprise can get the attention because if you can get the business, for instance, that let's say has 100, 150 employees, um, and you can give them some assistance, you know, what I can like without rolling out all the all the China, if you will. Um, and you can get, I don't know, 10% of, 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 of those medium enterprises to get to the next level where it's a thousand employees plus. That's beneficial for, for the country and for the economy. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's it's like it's an underserved segment, that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess I guess I still lean more toward free markets yes, and labor yeah. markets aside. But I would say this. I don't think businesses should be allowed to... Uh, Donate to political parties to get favors. I'm not for yeah. lobbyists either. We call no, them lobbyists no, 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 here. No, no, and, and this is a problem. Let's be honest. Uh, DC, but not uh, as well, and and but also, of course, London is full of lobbyists and and, mm-hmm. and think tanks, which are really just you know front for influencing people. Let's be honest. Yep. Um, um, but yeah, uh, uh, one one thing at a time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That, that's not going to go away. Uh, uh, you know, uh, even if 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 people say then you know the people with the money uh, are not gonna immediately change tactics if you will yeah um but but yeah i agree you know like it it's one thing if people are lobbying for a you know what uh, there needs to be more government budget for i don't know um finding medicine for cancer of course that kind of thing Mm -hmm. that that's one thing uh but you know like things like uh, i don't know big oil or whatever um like lobbying to you know um um, operate, I don't know, um, a pipeline in, in a way that that you know is potentially uh, you know a problem for <laughs> the environment. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that kind of thing. It's 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 it's, it's dangerous um, because the problem is if you then only talking to the people that that have economic interest and you you don't get to listen to the other side. Um, yeah, you have an uh, incomplete story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, without going too much into it, 
um, so if, if a budding entrepreneur would ask you for one piece of advice, what would it be, you know, if they're looking to start a business? Sure. Um, find something that you can help someone with that you love doing that you're willing to put the time and effort to see through. What I mean by that is this. A lot of people have a lot of great ideas, but they don't put the end in mind. So start with where you want to end up and reverse engineer it back because then you have a goal, a destination, or a place you can get to that will feel your fire, for lack of a better words, when it gets hard. Because as an entrepreneur, there's going to be days when it's great. There's going to be days when it's not as fun. There's going to be days when... You're tired, you want to give up, but if you have that dream in place and you have it written out, it's a lot easier to keep going and following those steps. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and then like, uh, you know, it sounds a bit woozy maybe for other people, like, you know, affirmations or whatever, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, like uh, you know, like you said, you know, think about, you know, what, what you deliver, what, you know, purpose and who you're doing it for, that kind of thing. Um, because yeah, you know, some days it might be great, and other days you just be like, you know, um, I'm not doing it because it's not a great day. Yeah. And then you know that can help you, you know, if you have your mission written down, mm-hmm. um, and then you'll be like, hey, you know, I'll pull through and and still get my stuff done. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's a good one. Uh, now a bit of a fun question, you know, like um, uh, a previous guest have said, you know, like um, uh, you know, like um. A magic wand. What would you want to make happen? Previous guests have said, for instance, like you know, a COVID vaccine for everyone. Um, so yeah, of course, <laughs> that's been done. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, most Western countries uh, um, thankfully have vaccines for people that want it. Um, I'm not talking about new developing world, third world countries, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but if you had a magic wand, what would you want to make happen? That's a good question. If I had a magic and, wand, like, so are there any parameters with this? Yes, yeah. So okay. I was going to set to get to the parameters. You can do one thing, I don't know, a million billion times, uh, or you can just do one thing one time. So, for instance, you can, you know, people, previous guests have said, you know, I want the COVID vaccine for everyone in the world, whatever. Um, so of course, that's not one single vaccine. <laughs> yeah, I um, got you. Um, but it can also be, you know, like something personal, something business. Uh, mm-hmm. It can also be like, I don't know, I want to, I don't know, uh, build a school, work, anything really. It's like more like, especially from the Magic One perspective, like what do you want to do that nobody else is thinking about, but should be done, that kind of thing. That is a very interesting and good question. So if I had a Magic Wand and could make anything happen, what would I make happen? I would probably. Ooh, there's so see, there's so many really good things you could do. Oh, uh, so it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm which say, one uh, do uh, I want? Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, the thing, you know. Like, the, you know, it's not a question of like, you know, um, I don't know, like good versus evil kind of thing. You can just be like, hey, you know, I want everybody to know about my company, and, and that's fine. Um, but it's, no, it's really hard that. i'll get like that one done if i get a magic wand i'm, I'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna go big or go home yes yeah, um, exactly i think i'm gonna go a little weird here so i think i would want to be able to invent interstellar space travel oh nice because yes. in that way we could go and explore and uh see what's out in the universe because like i'm a big space nut 
And like I said, I know it's way off of kind of what we're talking about, but just that whole ability to go and yes. see just different things. So I, I would oh, yeah, no, I, space I completely agree. You know, confession, I'm, I'm, I'm a space nut and a Star Trek nut. Mm-hmm. Like I, I watch SpaceX uh, stuff and multiple YouTube channels or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what I like about Star Trek? That's yeah. different than any other. You know, like most yeah. sci-fi shows are yes. the end of the world, dystopian, the world's ending, right? Yes. Star Trek is the only one that I know of that yeah. deals with Earth, because Star Wars is not Earth, um, yeah. where we get better. Yes. And that's what I love about Star Trek. We, we, we're we not perfect. We still do stupid stuff. We still fight with the Klingons. And, you know, yes, yes, you've watched yes. Star Trek. But we keep getting better. And th- yes. that's what I like about Star Trek. Yes, and then also like you know, like the whole idea of futuristic technologies, and then mm-hmm. it's you know like uh, uh, you know like I don't run those kind of YouTube channels, but I know the ones that you know collect f- stuff and they go like, oh yeah, they had this technology, and guess what, you know, like they talked about it in no seventy six or whatever, um, and then you know like somebody invented it in, in like you know nineteen ninety four, and then you just go like wow, you know, like it's crazy, like uh, it's almost like a, on a slightly different note, it's like it's like The Simpsons where you know, they do an episode and then, and like, then it happens later, yep. and it happens and you just go like, <laughs> you know, this creators behind, you know, the Simpsons, you know, like, um, like my, my current binge uh, of sci-fi wise is a show called Travelers, which yep, I know. I watched like, that. Can- I love that show. Which I know it's like canceled and yeah, I only find about it like later. Mm-hmm, me too. So I, uh, um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, and, and also like I'm a big Stargate Atlantis fan. Um, I'm still, you know, sad that that's no longer there. Um, I'm a Firefly fan. Fi- I haven't watched Firefly, but I know people keep telling me to watch that. Oh, um, if, if you're a space person, you need to watch it. You'll love it. Yeah, I know, I know. And then it's you'll be just, mad. Uh, There's only one season. Yes, yes. I, I, yeah, which is probably one of the reasons why I haven't watched it, because I were like, oh, but why only one season? Um, and what was the other one that I really liked that was sci-fi? Oh. Flash forward. Haven't seen that one. Or flash forward, I think. Anyway, um, we could do like a space episode. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, talk and talk about space. Uh, what I really like now is like you know looking at all the starship stuff mm-hmm. for SpaceX. Um, we, uh, you know, I'm just like going like, um, okay, can I find time <laughs> <laughs> in my sleep or something uh, to learn all this difficult math and then like do the cybersecurity for for spacex or something mm-hmm. and then then you just like think about like you know like um what the maths behind it it's like you know you like you know you have to really have like a phd to understand all the maths and then uh, to be able to even think about cybersecurity for it yeah. I'm, I'm just like you know i'm thinking that as well from from my own field like how would you even do that for instance like you know like interstellar travel like how would you even like do intrusion detection if, if you will where you go like hey how could you even detect if a alien quote quote is trying to hack into a control system of a starship yeah you know what i mean it's like it's so so, so conceptual out there yeah so out there that you know like just go like wow what kind of brain capacity do you need to have to even think about what kind of in, what kind of interference are you looking for? You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. So for instance, like when Tucci, you know, you know, you know, not go, trying to go to nerdy, but it's like you're looking for like you know IP packets. But then if you conceptually think about it, we go like, well, yeah, IP is like you know like uh, inter- internet protocol. It's like yep. uh, it's it's let's say early invention. So why even if there's alien race out there, I'm not saying there isn't or there is. I'm I'm, I'm not a scientist when it comes to that. Probability-wise, yes, probably. But yep. my point is that all current citizens are probably not even relevant on that purpose because an alien race, wherever it is, probably has completely different Technology, concepts ideas, and technologies. Concepts. Yep. Mm-hmm. So how would you even potentially think about defending something um, that that's operating with different languages? Uh, programming you know like you know like Mm -hmm. how would even like attack it would it be like a pulse would it be like heat it's it's amazing if you think about it you have to test and try that's all you could do yes (laughs) yeah 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 but that's that's you know like amazing and that that's frontier wise um that that's where um in the uk is trying to do more as well to be fair Mm -hmm. um but i think that that's where the next half of this century is going to be really interesting um with how much exploring i think the human race will do mm-hmm. um and i think that's gonna change and you know like i know we you know people joked in the past about flying cars um but I, i'm not saying like we're gonna get like full gate stargate atlantis and you know we're gonna get a, a stargate <laughs> um but i think it's gonna get more normal much more normal than than we currently even think about, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to be exciting, you know. I know that um, I don't know was it SpaceX? I think that was thinking about. I don't know was it using Starships? I'm not entirely sure. Um, for um, uh, travel between cities. Interesting. Yeah, I have no so idea. So they were like, oh yeah, we'll use the the, the rocket and the Starship, but then actually. What we're doing is that we're launching and then because we're going in, in, into um, subspace quote unquote um instead of like new york to i don't know um tokyo whatever six hours i, I don't know the numbers right now but uh, it was like you know like you can do it in 50 minutes yeah yeah so like new which york is like tokyo... amazing and it's like mind blown where you just go like wow you know you you're thinking about like taking rockets mm-hmm. to effectively like go from New York to Tokyo. Yeah, and normally that's a 16-hour flight. So yeah. you do it from 16 hours to like an hour even. Would be yeah, crazy. which is like like amazing, like mind-blown, mm-hmm. you know? And that, that, you know, and we're already thinking about that. So I'm like thinking like, if you get to like, you know, like second half of, of this century, we're going to be like doing stuff that that's, you know, if we already think about this is like mind-blown stuff, we're going to be doing stuff that we can't even think about it, it blowing our mind. <laughs> yeah. No, I Which is really interesting. Uh, anyway, I don't want to like... <laughs> Sorry, listeners, but yeah, space stuff. Hey, um, uh, I got... I, that was my magic wand. So it took us on a little tangent, but it's yeah. okay. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so maybe, you know, like uh, I, I'll answer my own question. I, I, I would like, I don't know, like a personal starship, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just imagine like, you know, like we have our own... And, and ideally speaking... Um, electrically powered or re, uh, using a fuel source that, that is regenerating by itself. Yep, renewable. Mm-hmm. 
um which would be amazing you know it'd be like um i don't know you could be like hey you know what you go from london to hawaii uh in a, a, a in a transport where you basically not dependent on a, on a um, fixed schedule mm-hmm. and and you're doing it in in a vehicle a quarter code um that's also not destroying in the environment at the same time yeah, like the, we, maybe you know, like we we can't think of it right now, maybe. Uh, but it's just I don't know. So many amazing things are gonna like change. Oh yeah, so maybe no, I'm it, with you. I would just want to call it the TARDIS because I'm a big Doctor Who yes. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yes, um, yeah, TARDIS. That will be one thing. Um, <laughs> and then like you know, uh, multiple timelines and whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, Stargate would be cool as well. You know, just imagine like you know if we get something like a. Not a Stargate, of course, but, you know, fictional, quote-unquote, but, like, a mechanism where you'd be like, hey, instead of, like, flying to Mars, um, we have a portal, and you walk to it, and then the other end, you just walk out to Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, to go further and be like, hey, oh, you want to go, like, five galaxies further? Yeah, you know, okay, that's the, um, yeah, ten portal, that one, yeah. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> amazing, you know, and be yeah. like, like uh, you know, like be, uh, use my air mouse, and then it's like, well, actually, it's space mouse. Anyway, uh, I think it's le- getting late here, so I'm I'm starting to dream, uh, if you. Will. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. Awesome. Uh, I would say uh, thank you for your time. Um and and then um yeah, it was been uh, lightning. Um, you know, like sales, you know, uh, tips are always welcome. Um, every small and medium enterprise can 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 use uh, sales knowledge mm-hmm. um i was gonna say uh, where can they find you sure sure so the easiest place to find me would be on the 150k podcast which is on spotify apple pretty much anywhere you can get your local podcast i also have a group on facebook called the 150k podcast and then i also have on instagram the handle is 150k podcast i try to keep it simple that way they can't mess it up and i can't mess it up (laughs) so if you google 150k podcast you're probably going to find me somewhere one of those three yes 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 and then i was going to say you know like you know you you keep growing growing growing. are you going to launch the one million podcast um, possibly. The whole idea about the 150K podcast was really simply this. I've yeah. gotten over 100K um, multiple years now. And yeah. I was like, once I finally did that, yeah. I was able to relax and breathe and figure out, okay, cool, what do I really want out of life? So if I yes, can help yes. other people get to that level through different yes. ways, it doesn't have to be through sales. It could be through business. It could be through writing, whatever it is. It's your path yes. to follow. Yes. Um, that's my goal. Is to help people, you know, take their dreams to six figures and beyond. Yeah, and that's good you bring it up. You know, like I've, I've you know, I've, I've done mentoring as well um, in the cybersecurity space, of course, obviously. Um, um, coming from the background, you know, like uh, from from my uh, say uh, less than uh, nice neighborhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so uh, you know, I mentored kids, you know, where uh, because you know, the neighborhood were in, they wouldn't necessarily get a chance. And you, you know, you mentor kids and then, you know, you give them like a, you know, laptop, uh, you know, a simple laptop. And then these kids then can get a job and mm-hmm. then and you know what it is in, in, in tech, you know, like, yes, okay, you, your salaries are still higher than here. But in general, you know, if, if, if you can have a career and then 
you as a son and daughter can uh, make um, like 80, 100k, um, or you know, uh, just just a few years in, mm-hmm. uh, that can be a game changer because um, you know, not just for yourself, but also you know for your family, mm-hmm. um, because you know you can help your parents as well. So um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's not just a question like you said, you know, of, of helping your, yourself, quote unquote. Uh, but, but you're helping others that way as well, and and mm-hmm. then that that's a, a cascading effect. Um, so what I've seen as well is that a lot of people were then inspired by it. Um, so I've seen people say, "Hey, I'm not joining a gang, um, but I, I'm 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 going to sit behind my laptop," mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and then you know instead of like you know they'll be like, "Hey, you know uh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll make my life in in a gang they go like hey you know that there's a another possibility um yeah and, that, yeah, and that's, that's all we can do yep. exactly and then then you know like you know um, they show orders and then you know it's it's like a snowball effect um which may be not that relevant to texas uh, weather-wise <laughs> most of the no, time no not here now i grew up up north yeah. so i grew up in michigan so i've seen a ton of snow but yes, yeah yes, down yes, here we yeah. don't have snow yeah, to be fair, in, in the UK, um, I originally from from the Netherlands myself, and which would have a bit more snow. Uh, but I I know that in the UK, especially in England, um, you know, uh, down south, you know, if there's snow, <laughs> a little bit of snow, like everything stops, and then people go like, yeah, "What's this?" You know, like uh, mm-hmm. I can't drive all of a sudden, um, which is quite funny as a Dutch person because you know when you're much more used to snow that kind of thing. Yeah, you just do uh, it. Yep. Yeah, you. you just go like you know, like you know, like you you switch to your winter tires and you you, you drive a little bit slower. But yeah, that's about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But yeah, and uh, I, I've seen the UK where it's like you know, local authorities like we run out of like um, uh, gritting uh, powder, like you know, salt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they were like you know, we never had more than two days of snow in a row, <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, so. Yeah, tangent there um but yeah that's the whole thing you know like uh helping others get ahead and then they can help others get ahead and and before you know it you can you know change the society um so that that's you know what it all should be about um, yes for sure again thank you for your time yeah thank you for having me i've appreciated it i i've enjoyed it and then uh, I would say for everybody listening uh, to the podcast, um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, leave any feedback. Uh, you know how to reach me. Um, and then for now, I, I wish you a great morning, afternoon, evening, <laughs> depending on which time or where you are listening to it. And I'll see you next episode. Thank you for tuning in this episode. I hope you enjoyed the show and I look forward to having you tune in again next episode. See you next time.